The Braves Radio Network channel on the podcast park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Hey, welcome to Braves Country. If you like country music and you're on social media, you've probably seen Cooper Allen on your screen. The up-and-coming country singer has independently built a fan base of over 8.5 million followers, and his songs have over 80 million streams. Originally from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, he spent high school and the college years playing bars and college campuses, honky-tonks across the Carolinas before he packed up his guitar, moved to Nashville, and now his special mix of country and southern hip-hop has earned him a ton of fans, hit songs, and big tours with artists like Kid Rock. And Cooper Allen is playing across the southeast this fall, including stops in Rome, Georgia on the 27th of October, Nashville, Tennessee on November 10th, and Athens, Georgia on November 11th. We hear Cooper is a big old Braves fan, so we're calling him up for this episode of the Braves Country Podcast. Cooper Allen, welcome to Braves Country. Appreciate y'all having me, and uh, this, this is going to be fun. So where were you when the Braves won the 2021 World Series last year? This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Ballou here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. I was watching that game in my, I think it was in my apartment. And, you know, the Braves are my favorite baseball team. Um, we played down at the stadium, uh, and it was a partnership with CMT last year. And so I just, I kind of fell in love with that whole thing. I've always liked the Braves, but getting to go to a game and to meet everybody on staff and all that stuff. It's just like the nicest vibe down there, and the battery's just so cool. And I kind of think we might have been a little bit of a good luck charm because, you know, when we come and play, the Braves win the World Series. So. <laughs> that's there right. It is. I got to tell you, that's a good resume post there. 
I'll tell you what, and they didn't have us this year, so. Baseball is such a, a social event as much as it is an athletic event or a sporting event. Uh, do you come to games at all? So, golly, we haven't. The past two years, luckily, in a good way, we haven't had much much time to do anything, um, which is good. We've been kind of booked most weekends, but I just love, you know, you're right, just going to a baseball game. We had a, I'm from Winston-Salem, and we had the Winston-Salem Dash was our minor league baseball team growing up, and we would always just, like, spend seven bucks, go to a baseball game, drink dollar beers and eat hot dogs and just like chill with all of our friends at a baseball game there's nothing better brother that is living right there talking to cooper allen on the braves country podcast tug Coward along with scott munn now we talk as much about college football as we talk about braves baseball on this podcast because everybody is cheering for somebody different on saturday and then the rest of the week everybody cheers for the braves you're a big tar heel fan went to unc there chapel hill but keep up with football i'm sure but uh, basketball has got to be the sweet spot you know and the sad part is is I care about both of them equally as much. So, like, I get just as mad when Carolina football loses as Carolina basketball, and it's just like the football is just not there. And I just don't – in 26 years, I've managed to keep my expectations, you know, sky high, and it's just never – we haven't had a defense since I was born. (laughs) It's just disappointment week after week. I don't know who ever thought we were going to beat Notre Dame when we had just beat Georgia State by, like, seven. So – you know, fall, falls are tough, but uh, winters tend to be a little bit more fun. Hey, look, uh, their their baseball program is pretty darn good too at Chapel Hill. Well, we are the kings of uh, we're the kings of getting to Omaha or getting to like a super regional, and then we just kind of find a way to fall apart a little bit. But I, I'm I'm sounding spoiled. At least at least we're up there. At least we're competitive, and it is you know it's also a really fun baseball environment. We would go to college all the time, and you know the games are free if you're a student. So. Uh, it's pretty epic. Yeah, man. A kid that uh, played baseball with my son was committed to go play baseball at UNC, but instead got drafted by the Red Sox. So they're going after quality kids for sure. Hey, I was going to tell you that I, I find your sound so interesting because it's clear that you appreciate Southern hip hop, um, but love country too. I told Scott, I said, man, he sounds like Josh Turner with a beat behind him. <laughs> Well, you know what? That's like the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. I appreciate it. But the truth is just because you have that real deep, rich voice, you know, it reminded me of Josh Turner. But, you know, obviously Josh didn't, you know, he didn't didn't have a a, a hip-hop sound to his country, and you do. And I I just thought it was incredibly unique. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I, I grew up listening to really everything from country to southern rock to classic rock. But then a lot of, you know, the 90s, early 2000s, rock, pop, hip-hop. I mean, my favorite station that I listen to is still Pop 2K on XM just because it plays everything in, like, the 2000s to 2010. You know, the old Eminem, 50 Cent, you know, Ludacris, all that stuff. It just – I grew up on such a variety that, you know, I try to mix – I try to mix it all in because, you know, that's what I like listening to and that's what a lot of my friends listen to. So I don't know how it happened that a dude with a deep country voice thought he had enough swag to put a beat behind something. But but here we are, whether anybody asked for it or not. Shoot and do, not just just thought, man, and do. You're putting the rubber to the road, brother. I mean, you're making waves. You you are making that happen, and people clearly are interested. Well, I, I appreciate that, and it's, it's been a really wild ride with this whole social media thing the past you know, a couple of years because that's that's really what it's all been um, has just been since the world kind of shut down getting on TikTok and kind of finding finding ways to make things happen on there and it's 
taken over the music industry. You know, it's uh, where everybody's finding their favorite artists nowadays. It, it really drives everything that goes on in the music industry. So I'm, I'm just fortunate that, you know, I put my eggs in, in the right basket at the right time. And I didn't really have another choice, which was good good timing for me and all that stuff. And it's, it's turned out to be pretty fun. At what point we were like, man, I think I'm going to move to Nashville. So that was, so I graduated uh, from UNC in 2018. And um, I, I'd always wanted to do it, uh, whether I was going to move to Nashville or not. You know, I was like, this is, I just, I don't really like doing anything else but this music thing. Um, and so I, I made the decision kind of right before my senior year of college that I was going to move to Nashville after I graduated. I wanted to finish off college and, you know, that whole experience and, and all that good stuff. And then, you know, decided a couple weeks after graduation, we're going, we're going to do this. We're going to give it the, uh, give it the old professional try and so i've been out there for about four and a half years since we're talking to cooper allen here on the braves country podcast his website is cooper where you can check out all his music and tour dates uh cooper after you moved to nashville i guess you met songwriter and producer victoria shaw and she signed you to a publishing deal and then you wound up writing songs with her and uh rivers rutherford desmond child jeffrey Steele. i mean the list was too long it's just amazing all these folks that you got to write with what was that experience like for you you kind of moved to Nashville thinking that you you've got to figure it out. And since you've been playing in college bars, you kind of think you're you're hot stuff and that you're going to move and become this big star. And then you move and you just get your ass absolutely kicked in a whole another way that <laughs> you did right. not even think was possible. Right. It's like I thought I thought some college classes were hard. Nashville songwriting college is is way harder. Yeah. And um, you know that's that's what needs to happen. That's how it. That's how it goes. That's what happens with everybody. Um, but just getting the, the good fortune of getting connected with Victoria and having somebody so great to work with and, and kind of you know see as a mentor and a role model and you know a friend and a partner in this business um, has just been such a blessing that not you know not everybody gets. And so I was very fortunate in that regard. And then getting to write with some of these legends that had written songs that I had been singing for my entire life was just so special and. Um, you know, you always want to surround yourself with people that are way, way better than you. Um, and I still try to do that to this day. So I was lucky to kind of do that from the beginning. It really helped me grow and, you know, writing with people like that and then meeting my own people in my own circle um, just to kind of have it all sort of come together nicely. It just it was very fortunate. When I think of Desmond Child, I automatically think of Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet, because he was involved with that. Then Jeffrey Steele, who's had so many stinking hits over the years and, and worked with everybody from Rascal Flats and so on and so forth. And, and then Rivers Rutherford, when I get where I'm going, Smoke Rings in the Dark, a real good man, Tim McGraw. These are some legendary songwriters that you've had the opportunity in a pretty quick turnaround to write with and, and to work with. Well, see, when I think Desmond Child, I think living La Vida Loca because, you know, <laughs> right, of course, because why wouldn't you? Martin, but <laughs> that right. Bon Jovi stuff is okay, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, yeah, it's like some of the best songs ever. And you go, and I remember one of the first writer's rounds I played. It was for the Songwriter Festival in Nashville. And um, somebody backed out of the round. And so Victoria was like, yeah, we just need you to fill in. Um, good luck, pretty much. So it was Victoria, me, Jeff Steele, and Desmond. And so they're going down the line, and they're all singing, you know, what hurts the most and living on a prayer and the river and all these songs. And it just gets to me, and I'm like, oh, my God. Well, I mean, <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do up here? That's right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it makes you better. It makes you try to rise to the occasion, and it makes you kind of always – strive for you know you'll never reach perfection in music but it it, it kind of makes you never really be quite 
content when the people around you are are that much better. Well, what song did you play in that round? I got to know. Uh, what, what did you try to match up with them? You know what? I don't know if I played any song. This was so long ago that I didn't play a song that we have out now. It was uh, a song about getting cheated on, which... Imagine <laughs> that. Yeah, look at that. It's, it's country. Uh, and then I, I don't even remember, but yeah, none of those... None of those songs ever made it, I don't think, uh, which is crazy. Well, it must have just been your general presentation and your vibe and your, your singing, and your and they knew that there was something there. And sometimes it's just the phrase of a, of a song. It might not even be the chorus. It might be something deep in the verse that somebody hears. And, and I also noticed that you're working with our buddies at Make Wake Artist Management, which means you're working with my old buddy, Cappy. Uh, the old co-worker. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's right. He also manages Luke Combs. He's got a ton of experience and know-how. Brilliant team. Uh, tell us how you linked Dude. up with Cappy and Make Wake. Totally. So I, I have totally hit the jackpot on that, as I'm as I'm sure you all know. Um, just the best people. They're a really, really good company. Um, so I got connected with them. Let's see. So it, it had been I'll, – I'll do a Spark Notes version here. It had been Victoria and I for a long time kind of running this ship. And uh, we started a record label together. She's my publisher. And um, then we kind of decided it's time to start expanding the team a little bit. So we signed over at William Morris with uh, Morgan Kenny over there, who just saw what we were doing on the touring side and believed in it and wanted to kind of bolster that even more. So that was great. And then as we sort of got going with that, it was kind of time to bring management on. Um, so Jared Holly over at Make Wake, um, who's kind of right under Cappy, uh, took a really big interest in what I was doing and just kind of, you know, loved the story, loved the music, uh, all that stuff, kind of believed in it. And I just really liked his vibe. I, I liked what they're all about. They kind of understand, you know, the independent artist grind a little bit. And even if you're signed to a major label or whatever, you know, you still kind of got to have this independent mindset of we're still going to try to make this happen ourselves and reach fans as many ways possible by ourselves so i just i love their philosophy i love how their fans first um you know luke combs is just such a good guy and <laughs> kathy's such a good guy that you know it, it just kind of feels like a family over there um so it really felt right from the get-go and then we started officially working together you know a couple months ago and it's just you know my, my life has has never been better than it is right now on that front it's just uh it's an honor to work with people like that yeah i can imagine so talking to cooper allen check out his music you see his work at cooper allen music.com allen spelled a-l-a-n cooper allen music.com one of the the greatest moments in any artist's life, especially if you're in Nashville, Tennessee, is playing the Grand Ole Opry. You made your debut on September 21st. What songs did you play, and what was it like stepping on that stage? I mean, that's probably one that I don't know that you would have expected to land on so quickly. It's quite an honor. The, the biggest honor I've had in my in my music career, and you know, no. A lot of places don't really give me the, you know, the butterflies or make me super nervous. Uh, but that place absolutely did. You just walk in that backstage and you see all the history. And you walk in these green rooms where you know that people, have, or so many people have stepped before. And then you walk out on that stage and it's like, you tell yourself you're not nervous. But then when you're standing side stage and they call your name, you're like, oh my God. You know, this is this is the freaking Grand Ole Opry. This is awesome. This is unbelievable. Um, so it was super, super humbling. Super awesome. Uh, I played The Fridge, which just came out, and uh, we brought some live horn players, which was kind of hilarious and just something that, you know, not a lot of people do. Um, so we started out with that, which was fun, and then um, closed with, with Tough Ones, the big, uh, the big In the Fields ballad. Um, and it flies by. You know, you do two songs up there, and you just got to try to soak it in and honestly stand in that circle as much as possible because it's just legendary ground. Um, so it was 
such a special night. The Opry people are so nice. They're so welcoming. You know, they let my whole family backstage and let us hang out. And, you know, it, it was just everything that could have gone right went right. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Touring has really taken off for you now, uh, besides playing the Grand Ole Opry, which is like a tour in itself in a way. I mean, you just go there and, and the people come to you. But you got to get out to the world as well, and it seems like you are. Uh, let's talk about your plans for the rest of 2022, going out and representing North Carolina and the South with uh, big shows on your Cooped Up tour. Some that I noticed that are, I think are pretty cool we want to mention to fans in Braves country. October 27th, Peaches in Rome, Georgia. That's a great a great little rock and roll town. Uh, November 10th, Brooklyn Bowl in Nashville. And November 11th uh, at the Warehouse in uh, my favorite town, uh, Athens, Georgia. Uh, but I wanted to also talk about October 7th and 8th, man. Two shows in Nevada with Kid Rock. Not uh, bad. Wow. That's got to be high impact for you, and you got to be fired up. I mean, it's a perfect matchup for you. Is that your first time playing with Kid Rock? It is, and and funny enough, um, and thank y'all for plugging some shows, by the way. Y'all got to come out to some and let me know when We'd you love do. It. The, the Kid Rock stuff, he was actually the concert I saw in eighth grade with my family that made me <laughs> want to get into it. music. Right. And we have always been just like huge Kid Rock fans, like since that show. Like, my mom, my dad, my brothers, we go to, you know, his shows whenever he's around. We even went to, you know, he used to do the cruise, but when he did it on land one year, we went to the DR and, like, had a whole Kid Rock Fest down there. <laughs> it's probably kind of a weird thing for a family to love so much, but we just really bond over some Kid Rock. <laughs> That's um, awesome. I'll never forget, like, a, it was a Thanksgiving 
when like the whole family was there, like grandparents, aunts, uncles, and stuff, and we're saying the um, saying the blessing before Thanksgiving dinner. And we tried to turn the music down, but you can't turn it all the way down. Says so my grandpa's given this like moving blessing. You just hear ball with the ball, the bang, the dang, dang, in the background. So they, uh, they know what we're all about. <laughs> and have have you ever met Kid Rock before? I have not. So I'm kind of hoping it happens on these shows. We'll see. I've heard he's like the nicest dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he just he does a lot for every community he's involved in, and he just he puts on a show like no other. So. That's going to be just kind of two bucket list items for me and my agent's also a big um, Kid Rock fan. So she saw those, you know, avails open up and she's like, we have to get these shows. Um, so we'll be uh, we'll be out in Nevada rocking out with the kid. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so do y'all stick with when you're listening as a family there for Thanksgiving? Do y'all stick with the hits or do y'all get into the album? Cause you just put it on and hit play. Dude, a lot of people, when they think Kid Rock, they're like, oh, that, that all summer long song yeah. was pretty cool. That picture with Cheryl Crow. Now, we get into the devil without a cause, yeah. you know, rap, rock, hard stuff, man. It is not, you're not listening to Kid <laughs> Rock if you don't hear some heavy rap over rock guitars. There you and, go. You know, you know, the clean version of that stuff ain't worth listening to. We we really, we go all in on it. It's very healthy. I'm a cowboy, baby. I remember that one. That was such a huge hit. Goodness. I saw a Kid Rock at Music Midtown here in Atlanta. It's probably 1999, somewhere around there when that record has just come out. Like it, it was like, blow your hair back. You're like, what did I just see? I don't know what I just saw, but it was amazing. Well, and even if you don't know the songs, because when I went that first time, I didn't know any song other than, I guess, All Summer Long had just come out. But, like, you're just entertained. You're a captive. Yeah. that entire time with everything he's got going on stage from just him dancing around to his band to, you know people dancing with like no clothes on on it's just like it's it's crazy it's so entertaining in the past year you've created your own little world you started your own record label i hear uh, cooped up records and uh, because of that and your streaming and, and uh, live touring success uh, you were named the next big thing by music row magazine that's a big deal what made you decide to start your own label though rather than sign with an established label yeah i mean well you know to start nobody was really banging down our door like crazy there was some interest but um it's not like we you know look these people in the face and said, nah, we want to do this. It was just kind of, it just kind of happened. Um, and we didn't really want to sign any sort of developmental deal or, or something that wouldn't get us going kind of right away. So under Victoria's advisement, she was like, you know, some of these songs we're putting out because of the internet are, and a little bit of virality that we're kind of making a little bit of money. So let's just start a record label and, and see what happens and kind of continue this independent train for a little bit. And, you know, down the road, of course, we want to probably partner with a major at some point, but just kind of where we are now, getting to do whatever we want and kind of put out whatever we want, test whatever we want, write whatever we want. It's, um, it, it's really cool, and it's allowed us to kind of not really – stop the momentum um, that started with with TikTok. So I think it's worked perfectly for me. Obviously, the major label route has worked really, really well for a ton of people. And um, I still believe in, in major labels and, and their necessity to the music industry for sure. But it's kind of fun being a... Uh, being a co-CEO, being your own boss, and, uh, you know, you get to walk around and say you're president of a record company, and it doesn't matter if it's your own and how small it is. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a nice title. Yeah, I love the entrepreneurial spirit and also the independent thing, and I, I think you should try to stay as independent as you can as long as you can. And I wonder, does that come from your upbringing in the South? Oh, well, of course. Us Southerners, we, uh, you know, we like to fix it ourselves. 
So, <laughs> you know, I also, once you start making a little bit of money, not that we've made a ton of money at all, but once you start making some of that, you're like, I don't really want to give that away. Yeah, divvy that up. So, yeah, that's right. That's never fun. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to sit through, you know, 12 meetings to decide if I want to put out a song. Just not at this point. You know, it's just we kind of fly by the seat of our pants in a fun way. Dude, I love it. I grew up in northwest Georgia, and, man, I, I'm a self-proclaimed hillbillies. But but I love, I love being from the south, man. There's nothing I love more on earth. God, country, and family. And that's so southern. And, and it's kind of the way that you're talking you know you're praying at, at thanksgiving and you you spend time with your family going to to kid rock shows i think that's awesome man that's what growing up in the south all about hey, we love butter we love salt and we love kid rock and, right. you know, we're simple folks and college football it doesn't take that much are y'all are y'all dogs fans yes oh, sir yeah. how about them dogs yeah i went to georgia y'all, so. y'all lucky sons of guns man that's uh <laughs> that's a fun life right there Buddy. i know it's been hard for a long time it's but been a minute it's been a minute. Well, yeah, these are these are some good times for you guys. Well, luck equals hard work plus preparation, man. And they've really worked hard over there to turn the program around. And they, I mean, it's just it's fantastic. And I got a feeling, like the Braves, the dogs might go back to back this year. We're set up for it anyway. So we'll represent I, dude, the South. I kind of think so too. After watching that Alabama Texas game, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. This might be, and you know, Ohio State, Big Ten, they're never actually yeah. as good as anybody says they are. It, Ain't nobody got time it's for a that. One league, uh, one league country. Are there other teams that you cheer for outside of North Carolina? Like, do you have a backup, like just uh, in case your team's not playing? Well, you know, after so many years of of heartache, you kind of have to develop a, uh, you know, let's not be miserable all the time. Let's maybe find a team that we can, you know, back up cheer for a little bit. <laughs> a couple of my like best friends from um, from home are huge Georgia fans, so I actually okay. do, you know, sort of cheer for Georgia. Um, Good answer. You know, I really, <laughs> I I kind of like a lot of teams. For some reason, I hate Ohio State. Same. And. I mean, that's kind of it. Everybody else kind of makes me happy other than them. So, uh, but yeah, the dogs are probably my my second favorite team, um, and I'm a total bandwagon. So you know, don't don't be Welcome. proud of me or anything. No, there's plenty but, of room. There's plenty yeah. of room, man. We we got a little ladder and everything. Well, and I'll tell you what, Athens, Georgia, is just. I mean, I thought, and Chapel Hill is like my favorite place ever, but yeah. mm-hmm. Athens, Georgia is like Chapel Hill on steroids, man. It is such a fun freaking town. And I would go down there once a semester to visit my buddy down there. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know if I could go to school here. It's so much fun. <laughs> That's right. You can be it in takes trouble. you a while. Trust me. It takes you a while. You got to plan at least an eight year program there to, to get through Most school. people are called doctors when they do that. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a doctor of rock and roll from going to school in Athens. <laughs> That's right. And you'll be there November, right. you'll be there November 11th at the warehouse. And we got to check that one out. And, uh, I wanted to ask you quickly, though, before we we, uh, wrap up here on the Braves Country Podcast, I read that your first show ever, besides that uh, Kid Rock show, that you were five years old and and you got to experience Tom Petty. Is that true? Yes. I actually fell asleep at a Tom Petty concert when I was five years old, and it's one of my biggest regrets and i just i would give anything to go see him again i think i like i forget i didn't want to like stay at home with the babysitter so i was like pitching a fit to go and then we rode down in a van i watched like aladdin in this gmc van and then <laughs> fell asleep at the concert so it doesn't get more rock and roll than that right? buddy raise up the hook'em horns and raise those to the sky because that's real rock and roll right there i fell asleep at a tom <laughs> betty concert <laughs> hey when you're out and about and on tour whether you're in georgia or tennessee or alabama wherever you across the country for that matter where do you like to stop and eat because we always ask 
everybody that comes on, man. Where's the best place to get some food? Yeah, you, belly? you know, Tug, I went on a weekend run this weekend with our buddies in Driving and Crying, and we always have to stop at Papa Buck's Barbecue. It's just a little mom and pop uh, on the way down towards Savannah. And, and you got places like that that you have to stop no matter what? You know, let's see. Every town we go to, we try to kind of find some sort of local spot. Like when we went to Tuscaloosa, we went, to, and sorry to bring up the, the T word. Oh, man, we it's all right. There, we, uh, we went to that like famous breakfast place that they got. You know, I'm sure Athens will go to, uh, God, what's, is it Mama? What's that place? Oh, called? Mama's Boy. Our friend Alicia runs Mama's, Mama's Boy, Boy over yeah. there. Yep. Golly. I freaking love that place. So we, we do always try to find a good local spot. We're kind of lame when we're on the road. We we usually hit like a Panera Bread or like a healthy-ish fast <laughs> Back food to rock and roll. I get it. <laughs> Put those horns back up to the sky. That's right. Baby. Let's go. <laughs> Rocking it like Green a hurricane. Of chicken. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Are there any places that in Nashville that are, that are kind of mom and pop that are low-key that maybe people who are just tourists don't know about that people that live in town do? You know, I will say... Yeah, like people ask me this all the time, and I feel like my fiance and I just go to like the same again like, Panera brand. <laughs> right? Yeah, the Panera there is really strong. But it's brilliant. It's, um, you know, <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> I I encourage you favorite, to go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh well, my favorite places are I, I love like Distillery is a Nashville spot. I love uh, Urban Grub, uh, the Southern, which are those are kind of nicer restaurants, but I love those. Um, Pharmacy Burgers, great. Um, and yeah. Panera Bread. You know, I tell you what, if you want to take a, you want to get into a time machine, go over to the west side and go to Wendell Smith's and check that out. It's just like going back in time. You'll love it. I'll have to check that out. That's that's over by 51st Deli is one of my favorite places over on the west side that's just like the best sandwich ever, as well as Mitchell's Deli. Those are actually my two favorite restaurants. So thank you for reminding me of that. Well, hang go. on. Well, Brown's Diner is the one I'll throw out. It is a, basically in a trailer, and they serve greasy food. But let me tell you, after a, a rowdy Saturday night, it's a good way to uh, spend a lunchtime. Dude, so I, have, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I still have not been to Brown's Diner or Jack Brown's to get a burger. And I've lived in Nashville for four years, and I don't know what's what's wrong with me. I'm exposing myself as like as quite lame here on the Braves. No, podcast. not at all, man. <laughs> you, you, you're just being real, which I think people appreciate. And you've been on tour quite a bit, so you hadn't really been there the whole time. You're, you're you've been there for like a year in road years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a year in road years, I love it. I've never heard that put put quite that way. But well, I was that's in how the, it is. You know, I'm 500 years in road years. <laughs> I'm 500 years old. So <laughs> that's awesome. When when I was in the Navy, it's the same way. Like people ask me because my last year in the Navy, I was stationed out in Jacksonville. Like, did you go to the Georgia Florida game? I was like, no, I was in the middle of the ocean. What are you talking about? I didn't actually spend a lot of time in Jacksonville. I just happened to be stationed there. Bro, I was in the Navy. <laughs> yeah, we're in the middle of the ocean all the time. That's what we did. Yeah. No, I get it, man. It's so awesome to talk to you. It's clear that you have some things figured out, and you got a big, bright future ahead. And, man, we just appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Well, dudes, I, I appreciate y'all having me, in, and God bless y'all for your for your service to our country also. Y'all are uh, y'all are the real badasses here, but um, it, uh, it means the world to be on here, and you know, I, I love the Braves, and I love I love Georgia, and y'all gotta make sure maybe the Athens show y'all come out to, or, or any of them. Please let me know. We can uh, we can have some fun, dude. That would be awesome. Uh, let me let me go through these dates again quickly. October twenty seventh, Peaches in Rome. November tenth, Brooklyn Bowl in Nashville. The eleventh, the Warehouse in Athens, Georgia, the greatest college town in all the world. Go dogs! How about them dogs? The uh, website is where you can get the full tour and any of those dates that you might have uh, missed that I just told you about. But you can do that at CooperAllenMusic.com. 
C-O-O-P-E-R-A-L-A-N music.com. And man, next time you get down this way, if you uh, want to swing by the ballpark, that's where uh, the Dickey Broadcasting Braves Radio Network studios are. We'd love to have you. Love to uh, treat you to a ball game. And uh, if you bring a guitar, we'll play a song or two. I love that, man. I will hold y'all to that. So be careful what you wish for. Our studios look down at the right field gate of Truist Park, and that whole World Series run, the playoffs were off the charts. I've never seen anything quite like it. It was magical. It was unbelievable, the amount of people that they packed in. They literally had to, Cooper, they had to tell people, y'all can't come in here anymore. We are full. And I never thought I'd see that. <laughs> well, dude, it felt like the World Series when y'all beat the Dodgers because it's like, you know, it was the same crap every single year of, you know, Braves, Dodgers, and, you know, the Dodgers just win because they're annoying and that's what they do. So even <laughs> that felt like a freaking World Series. It's like when Carolina beat Duke in the Final Four. Let's like that go. felt like a national championship. Dude, and that's, of course, we couldn't close it out. That's you know. all right. You know what? You beat Duke. That's all that matters, really. I mean, if you get down to it, right? That's all we're going to remember anyway, <laughs> whether we won the national championship or not. So was watching Coach K ride away on a cart you know, in tears. <laughs> That's right. See you, pal. <laughs> Don't ever come back. <laughs> you take care of yourself. Continued success. Thank you, guys. Y'all too. Talk See you soon. All right, bye. bye. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. Braves Country supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherd's Men, two phenomenal veteran organizations based in the South. Check out thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com for more info and resources. That's thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com. Braves Country would like to thank all of our nation's great veterans. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.
Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.